Good morning, everyone in Saratoga, beautiful Saratoga and beyond. That's right. We're uh, coming to you from, well, I think I want to drop the from. How about just coming to you perched high above Thirsty Owl? It's the Josh and Joe podcast. I like that. We got to work a jingle into that. And I think with a little more practice, mm-hmm. I have some experience playing the guitar. Yes, you do. I would like... There to be a little jingle play with guitar by Joe, who's learning. I am but we learning. can do a million takes. We can get it just how we want. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated. But there are so many podcasts that are introduced by music. And why not? I mean, it's a, it would be a beautiful kind of representation of us. We just do our best out here. <laughs> Sometimes we fumble. Yeah, but most of the time we, we try really hard. And I think with that comes some value. Maybe some listeners would disagree. But I think there's some value here. That's actually cool. And I cool. think that would be a great way because I could kind of help coach you with it mm-hmm. and figure out what we're playing. Maybe just a couple of chords, maybe a couple little leads or something mm-hmm. like that. And that could be our intro. I mean, my one of my favorite podcasts is Multiamory. Yeah. And they have an intro song that is kind of bizarre, but it fits. Um, and you know, it's not going to win any Grammys, (laughs) but I think there was a connection with, um, the artist who I think has since passed. And even though that podcast is probably only about five or six years old and, um, yeah. So if they can do it, we can put whatever we want on there. We don't have to worry about any copyright infringements. It's our own music. I like it. I like it. So we got to think about that. We should. And I'm in, I just, uh, have a few questions about, Dare I say fingering? Oh, hey. Which podcast is this? I thought this was a <laughs> that, isn't that a oh. real word for um, Yeah, we could just call it playing. I think we could, without well, <laughs> sounding so less, or I'm sorry, less salacious, yeah. we could. could <laughs> was that too early? Is it too early for that? I don't know. It's 1030. We started right on the nose. That was great. Got all of our stuff done this morning. and Yeah, and you have a shift. I got so. a shift so we can get right to it. But um, And I did my homework. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. I'm looking forward to this one. So, um, a little sh- before we do that, a little shout out to a listener who came into the owl yesterday. No names, but I I think that's kind of cool. Okay. Because he's you know the person spoke to you about a couple of topics on the podcast. Oh which, yeah, that's right. Which I I it's always you never know like this podcast goes into the ether world and you don't know if you're reaching people and if yeah. you're not reaching and someone people. who's in the profession of giving advice. Ah yeah. Which is interesting. And uh, to have them come in and say hey and ask a few questions about maybe what we had talked about, I thought was really neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. a little shout out. That's right. Um, second one, uh, one of our listeners uh, reached out on our Instagram page and sure. asked and suggested that we cover the topic of forgiveness. Oh. And I thought, and maybe this is why she also suggested it, uh, that this was a good one to cover, especially because our last two episodes are about rejection yeah. and infidelity. Right. So there's kind of a natural kind of progression uh, towards progression this one. Yeah. Towards the word forgiveness. Yeah, we don't have to forgive too much for someone rejecting us. Everyone has the right to say, "Hey Joe, thanks for no thanks." Hey Josh, <laughs> you 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 dress funny. You don't really need a whole lot of forgiveness there. We might think that sometimes that we were, we feel disenfranchised by someone rejecting us. But, you know, I think what we've found is that people might have a million different reasons to say thanks, but no thanks, whether it be making a sports team or declining a date offer 
or just simply ending a relationship. I mean, that feels obviously that's probably the most um, difficult if you, especially if you want to proceed right in that relationship, that's always probably the most difficult of all rejections. But um, yeah, I don't think we need to forgive someone for that. You know, see, you have such a healthy attitude towards a well, when you get dumped so many times, it <laughs> makes it easy. Is that me. where it comes yeah, from? It's, 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 practice <laughs> makes perfect. Right? And I, I, I want to cover this again because it's important enough a message to people who uh, are heartbroken or slightly feeling slighted. Or again, it goes with friendship and intimate relationships in the workplace. You do have a really healthy perspective on how you think it through and move forward with or without that person. Um, so I want to say that there, I will slightly disagree and say that forgiveness by the person who feels slighted or wronged, um, um, perceived or uh, imagined, okay, yeah. um, does feel like they then have to forgive the other person for slighting them or hurting their feeling, even though slightly. And this has nothing to do with the person who did it. This is everything to do with the person who feels wronged. They can, they can, and should sit there and say, "Well, wait a minute. Let me see. Can I move on in a positive manner with the other person?" Well, I think being being wronged is clearly very subjective. Correct. And that's the issue here, right? Yes. Um, someone terminates a relationship with you doesn't mean that you were slighted. It just means that someone decided to go in a different direction, and we take that so personally. Yeah. Our egos are very fragile, mm-hmm. or some would say fragile. Right. Um, but, you know, I think with anything, perspective and time kind of changes that a little bit. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that also, I mean, as you get older, um, as we all get older, that's how every day works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have more perspective on it and you have more practice with rejection and rejecting. Yes. So that's the interesting part, right? Um, I, mm. I think, you know, like Seiko says to me, we're out in the golf course and we're, you know, maybe behind someone slow or there's no one out there and we have time, which is rare. And mm-hmm. then we go look for golf balls in the trees. He loves that, right? <laughs> Ball hawking, as they call it. And I keep finding golf balls left and right. He's like, why are you so good at this? I'm like, because in my life, I've hit a lot of balls in the trees and I have to find them. So, <laughs> I mean, it is a reps thing. And like, we can sit there and joke about it. We can say, oh, well, Josh handles rejection well because he's rejected often. Okay, that may or may not be true. But uh, over the course of 49 years, yes. Yeah. I've, I've had some practice. And, you know, but still, I mean, the other part of rejection and maybe a follow-up podcast is rejecting or knowing when to say when or when to call stuff quits or when to not feel obligated when to be able to just say hey i got to choose me or my time or my experience or Mm -hmm. my life over you know this commitment (coughs) whether it be on a board or a relationship that you don't you know, you aren't feeling anymore. That's a podcast, you know, mm. but let's get to the topic. Yeah. Let's get to the topic. I'm going to grab a drink of water. So you can do that. Do that. Filler position here. Um, I will. In fact, um, one of the things I wanted to focus on uh, is maybe defining some of the things that we feel we are, have been put into position or put ourselves in the position and it didn't turn out well and suddenly someone has to forgive whether it's an impasse in a friendship relationship or other um you there's there's intimate relations that don't work out um again rejection and infidelity 
Um, there's situations where um, you just disagree and maybe mean words were said in the heat of the moment and you have to circle back and say, I didn't really mean what I said. Um, so there are a lot of circumstances where in small ways and in large ways, we need to learn how to forgive and to be forgiven, right? Right. I, th I think I just, there's a song from the 70s that I just started playing accidentally for a second. I was trying to select it to see who wrote it. Uh -huh. Song by um, Dave Mason. It's called We Just Disagree. Are you familiar with that one? No. There ain't no good guys. There ain't no bad guys. There's only you and me and we just disagree. You know that one? No, I don't. Sorry for I'd that, like folks. That. I don't think I've ever performed on a podcast <laughs> like that. That was truly horrible. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Um, a lot of times I'll re-listen to the podcast when we release it. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do, and I think that's going to be a moment I'm going to regret. <laughs> and I'm sober, completely. And, and I'm not editing it, now oh, that you say that. shit. <laughs> um, but that's a great song, and I always love that song. You know what? I was probably five or six when that song came out, and that's a good guess. And I remember listening to that, and at that point in time, my Aunt Chris um, had just... Uh, gotten a divorce from uh, my uncle Dan and I remember that song coming on and kind of going boy I really like each of those people individually and I, I think I even at that point in time through media or TV shows or movies I had thought that when a relationship was terminated that one person had to be a real son of a bitch and the other person was perfect mm. and angelic and that's never the way it is or very rarely is that right the way. but I remember that song sticking out to me and it's such a good one look it up Guys, maybe we got to put those in the, that one in the notes. Sure. Um, but I remember that song really kind of spelling it out for me, even at a very young age. And, you know, as we delve into the topic of forgiveness, I don't know. I think the overwhelming theme I'm going to throw out there is that they always say to forgive is divine or whatever. Is that the mm, phrase? Did you, is actually, that in the notes somewhere? There's a lot of those. I've not focused on that one. But I've always believed that to be the case. You know, mm -hmm. it's tough when you feel like there's a ton of malintent or um, that's just short for malicious intent. Mm -hmm. But um, I thought that that was a word and it isn't. Malintent? Yeah. I use it all the it time. It should be. Yeah. Especially from a legal background. Yeah. And which we both have a little bit of, right? Yes. Teeny bit. Um, but I, um, that's where I struggle. That's the only part where I don't give passes. Like if there's a real bad malintent, and I don't believe cheating is is a huge malintent or infidelity, whatever we want to, whatever term we mm -hmm. want to call it today. Um, I know that there are many people that would um, strongly disagree with that. But when you when you get into really understanding what infidelity is, I think that. Um, you know, there's a, a lot like you you explained in the, in the one that I don't love that much. But if I dealt, if I were to delve into it more, I think I would agree is the loss of self and you refine yourself with someone else. But I just think it's the desire for adventure and newness. And, um, you know, I can't <laughs> if someone was with me for two years or five years or 10 years, I'm sure or 10 minutes. I'm sure that they would desire a new experience at some point in time. Oh. But you got to talk your way through that. You got to say, hey, I'm interested in Kevin from work or you know, I always say this. I've, I, you know, I've gotten a lot of, a lot of guff from people in the last couple of weeks about always going with Skip and Sally. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's really funny. You know, I, I, I was chatting with Kim yesterday, and she was saying you always say Skip or Sally, and then 
what was the other one? She says I, I use the word expedite too much <laughs> to move along or yeah, to quicken yeah. the pace up, which I thought was really funny. She said it in a really true. fun way. I do use it. I'm really expediting this podcast right now. But I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's a malintent thing. I think if, if there's a lot of malintent, then it's always a little more difficult to forgive. You know, for me, forgiveness, that word, I remember, I don't I absolutely don't remember it really well because I'm going to fumble this, but if you remember, one of the popes back in the early 80s, there was John an assassination Paul. attempt. Pope John Paul. Yeah, and he was talking about how, you know, within like a day or two, he's like, oh, I've for, I have forgiven him. Interesting. Now, this is a good one. I mean, we could go to this. We yeah. could go on this for 20 seconds or 20 minutes. 20 seconds. And, good. you know, you're a man of God. Um, clearly, you're supposed to, in the Catholic religion, be able to, sp- if you're the pope, speak directly with God, which seems ambitious. Right. <laughs> You know, yes. if someone's going to speak to God directly, I wouldn't imagine he'd be like this white, super boring, unathletic guy. I'd be like <laughs> Michael Jordan. He can like dunk from the free throw line. He gets a direct line to God if there is one, right? Why is it Why is it this slow, chubby, old white guy from the Vatican? Why does he get the pass? Really interesting perspective on that yeah. as the resident Catholic. <laughs> On this podcast, that's really it. funny. But of course, he he had to say that because that was an example of you know mm. being able to forgive. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone tried to shoot me that I didn't know, I might struggle a little bit with that forgiving portion. Right. Well, I wasn't going to go biblical on you, but there's something that stuck to me as a young person. I would say in my young early Catholic. young Catholic, mm. it's true. In my early 20s, as you know, my struggles with my father. I mean, talk about trying to find forgiveness for something, someone like that, who's a father to me and not only me, but my siblings and my mother and so forth. And there's a slew of things that happened. Um, Finding that forgiveness has always been a quest for me. Yeah. Because, and my mom was great about not necessarily saying forgive your father, but figure out how to have a relationship with your father. She never bred hatred right? yeah i don't know that's a similar topic it's probably forgiveness in its own way yeah but your your um mission in that situation to me would have been more was there any contrition was there any remorse was there any attempt to kind of say hey i know i didn't perform as admirably as i wanted to as a husband and father and yeah. Um, I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive yeah. me or appreciate me yeah. or something like that. And if there's no dialogue like that, that would make it tough. I mean, everyone, again, unless there's horrible malintent, I think everyone deserves the benefit of the doubt on, on the on the forgiveness side. Well, Do, now, can I, is that no, no. on the books to be able to ask that? Yeah, Do, were, there, were there any conversations like that from of, him to you proactively on his part? Uh, very little. Okay. Um, and not only very little, but also not as articulate as you just posed it. On top of that, the execution of creating a space to be forgiven, which is showing up right. and you know following through with positive actions, barely happened. Right. So I just had to get beyond all of that. So you had to get really over it. it just was... get beyond all of it, but still forgive. Yeah. Right. So biblically, so I did look into the spiritual um, teachings of this, not only that, but also um, non-religious, non-Christian sure. books, self-help books. But one of the things in the Bible, since you brought up the Pope, do you realize how many times you're supposed to forgive someone, the same person, regardless of intent? 
just wild guess what the Bible says. Um, twice. Twice. I don't know. I'm just thinking of the boy who <laughs> cried wolf. I don't know. I'm try- I'm not. A, I'm not a man of even worse. The cloth. I very far from that. So in the I, Bible, it's seventy times seven, which technically means infinity. You are supposed to forgive someone infinite times. Right. So let's not confuse. And this is and this is going to be an important part of this podcast. Is that it's not just. It is just forgiving. It doesn't mean you have to reestablish contact. It doesn't mean you have to reestablish them, you know, holding the same place in your life that you hope that they would have or they did previously. Right. Forgiving is different, you know. Um, But what does that look like? To me, it's harder work than it is for other people. A lot of people say, look, I have to say Skip or Sally. Like, look, I forget, you know, okay, Kim, I hear you. And I'm not going to say... Um, I say Pete a lot too. Uh, gosh, what is a fairly this, you know what name? guy is actually a man's name, and I can just say hey guy. Hey, I guy. like that. Let's so, say guy and gal. So hey guy, I forgive you, but then you still have nothing to do with them, and you have the right to do that. By the way, you have the right to just yeah. you know say that's thanks but no thanks. Right. Um, and but I do forgive you. To me. If you do that, that should also include not speaking poorly of them in others' company. Oh, wow. That's I a hard do, one. I do believe it includes that. And this is, you know, there are podcasts on unforgiveness all the time. But I think this is a very important note. Mm. You know, I had a, a friend that, you know, fairly recently kind of, you know, had had a tough go of it in their own personal life, and we had become you know very close, and and um, and then you know events took place that you know put me in a spot where I didn't feel like it was a great idea to be friends. And I have since mm-hmm. spoken to him and said that he's forgiven. And not only that, as I try to be very positive when I speak of him, especially with people that know the situation, and yeah. and I'm you know I'm trying to work my way back to a spot where. I could even potentially be comfortable around this person. And I think I do believe that with forgiveness comes just a couple other perks. And one of those perks is try your hardest to only speak positively if you speak of them. I think that's a big deal. I really think that's a big deal. And I think that should come with that. If you want to speak about it intellectually and say, you know, as far as your father goes or someone who has wronged me, I mean, if, if there is forgiveness there, mm-hmm. then you can kind of speak about it academically or in, in a way where it's therapeutic, mm-hmm. where you do state the facts, but you don't say, oh, that son of a bitch or that, you know, I just think yeah. the world could do without that. There's so much of that. You know, I'm reading this book right now about uh, team chemistry and I've coached a lot and I've coached a lot of teams, and but I don't, I still don't think that I know everything there is to know about a team and how it forms and its chemistry, its chemistry, what builds it up, what breaks it down and um, you know, I think trying to be positive is a huge part of that. And when people speak negatively of others, I mean, I work at a gin mill. I mean, I work at a, mm-hmm. at a restaurant bar, whatever you want to call it. I love saying gin mill, but, um, and the number of times in a day where I hear people sat at the bar and talking about someone who might even be their friend and saying, ah, oh, well, so-and-so did this. And I can't believe she said that. Oh, it's just tell you why that's an energy sucker you know what it's like it's like remember back in the day when your phone was on roaming and it would suck all the battery out of it it like sucks the battery (laughs) sucks the life out of me when i hear people talk like that oh i struggle with it 
Yeah. You understand, though, it's, it's interesting. You struggle with it from behind the bar, but in most cases, people do come to a place like yours, especially with the big windows. I hear about this all the time, the bright light that goes into that room. It's a place where you can kind of press the release valve. Yeah. So it's, you know, unfortunately, you're getting that side of it, but they're just possibly working it through, talking it through. However, there are perpetual complainers and whiners. There are. So don't be one of those. Become drains. Be a fountain. Oh, I hate that saying. Oh, my God. I think I, I've seen it adorn on people's walls when you walk into their house. Be a fountain. Live, oh, live laugh, love. I, I, I love those. I'm just being, I'm being facetious. I know I you're. A little bit is okay. I keep those on my phone, but not, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, not too much. So you actually, it seemed like you were reading through my notes because, although you're not, because you did jump to an area of this topic that I wanted to explore, which is, when you forgive, what do you do next? You you know, you first of obviously you accept the apology and sometimes you just kind of lie and say, I accept your apology. And then in the back of your head going, mm, I'm gonna have to be careful with this person. Yeah, I, the apology where someone fully apologizes and say, you know, I really, really fucked up there. Mm -hmm. And and they elaborate on that. Um, I think that that has a ton of value. I love the starting from like kind of ground zero mm -hmm. approach and that always yes. has a lot of value for me. What I don't like is qualifying, you know, qualified apologies where it's like, you know, I'm sorry that that happened, but it's because I, and I just, it's almost like excuses. Yeah. An excuse for a qualifier or whatever you want to yeah. call it. I, I don't appreciate that to me. It's almost the same as if you didn't. That's I, a really good point. Yeah. When you hear a but in the apology, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, then you start to go, well, wait a minute, did you So really? then you just half apologized. Yeah. 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 But I also believe that the person receiving the apology, whether it takes 10 minutes or 10 days or 10 months, mm -hmm. has to process in their own mind what their contribution is to the situation. Yeah. I'm a big believer of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever been around people who just wanted to do me harm. Yeah. That maybe I was part of that process yeah. of whatever that was happening. Um, but also accepting the apology in a sense that you really do accept it and not just fake it. Because yeah. I also feel like if you're not going to wholeheartedly accept the apology um in your heart, then maybe you should move away from that person. Yeah. At least for a little while. Have, have you ever been in that situation? Yes. Where someone apologized, you said, I, I, I appreciate the effort, but I just can't accept that apology. So what does that mean? You have, you still harbor ill will toward it? What does it mean to not accept? So you have done that. You don't even need to I tell me. The, you that. don't need to tell me the instance, but yeah. what did that mean for you? Is that you are still allowed to, I mean, what, what do you get out of saying, I, ref, I refuse your apology? I'm not challenging you. Yeah, no, no. Just, I, it's, it's a good, simple question. Um, I, in this case, I only refused the apology because I felt it was fake because there were a lot of buts mm -hmm. and a lot of hiding from their own self and not realizing that they're still doing the same thing over and over, even within the apology. Yeah. Like making excuses for their actions or not, not admitting what they did wrong. Yeah. Like somebody, a really good friend of mine from last summer um, tried to apologize for something that she, I would use the word, attacked me about. Mm -hmm. And I don't use that word lightly. And she tried to apologize by saying, oh, we can just, you know, move on and forget. And I thought... That's not your call to make. No. 
It's not your call to make. Yeah. You were the one who sucked. And, um, yeah. And, and it only because I felt like in this situation that if I kept being around it, the behavior would have kept going mm-hmm. and ne- they would never change in the way they treated me in particular. Yeah. Now, it could be fine for other people. I respect that, whatever. But in my case, I'm very big on, you know, self-improvement mm-hmm. i don't know if somebody says to you that really sucked that you did that to me and they go oh well, well bygones be bygones chances are they're going to do it looking, to you again you're just <laughs> looking for a pass you're what they're doing is they're looking to create an atmosphere of like absolute forgiveness regardless of effort level or you know poor behavior they're looking to establish that where you can expect this from me and I don't want to hear much guff from you once I am a shit. Yeah, yeah. And I have, I have no use for that. Yeah. And I think I was correct in my assessment of, and, and, and I'm not a fighter. I, if, if I'm done with a person because they just could not fix it, then I walk away. Yeah. And I walk away quietly with my dignity and I don't go after this person or yeah. come back to it or even talk about her. Yeah. So I was correct in my assessment with a, this person because not too long ago, I think I may have told you this, I ran into this person at a local place Sure. and sure enough, nasty to me as can be. Yeah. And I thought I made yeah. the right decision walking away. And it's funny, a lot of times in that case, Someone will try to really flip the script, flip the narrative in their head that you, that you had done something wrong. The only thing I did is I didn't want to put up with your shit. You exactly. Know? That makes me a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. In my mind, I don't have to be the only person in your life. There's many people out there who might be more in tune with your style, yeah. with your whatever it is you do with your words in your Blase life. Blase attitude. Yeah. I'm trying to behave the right way. Okay. So back. So circle back to taking an apology but not really taking an apology like you'll see this in many couples and even relationships between family mm-hmm. where you say you apologize because you know you I mean you accept the apology because you kind of feel like you have to mm. but in truth you're not forgiving so yeah. a lot of books have also been uh, written about the effects of holding on to grudges not good but that's not why I like to forgive. I mean, I, I like to forgive because I want to do the right thing. I want other people to feel better about something that they may have, a misstep they made. Mm-hmm. That's why I accept it. Um, does it feel good to do that? I don't know. I don't think about it. But yeah, probably. Yeah. You use the word grumpy a lot. That's another word I we do. use a lot. <laughs> and you got me saying it. You got Anna saying it. <laughs> We're all saying it now, right? Yeah, because you know what? Pissed sounds so... Guttural is the wrong word, but it just sounds so like, you know. I used to say pissed off a lot. Yeah. You know, in child of the 80s. I, I think grumpy that. is a, I liken it to a piece of wood that's very rough and you might get splinters from and then you sand it down. So it's like it's pissed off, sanded down a little bit. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is that weird? Say that again. You know, when you have a, a sanding block or a piece yes. of sandpaper yes. and a, a piece of wood that was like really rough and jagged and may have given you a splinter or two or potentially could have and then you sand it down and it's right. really smooth right like it's a it's a more sanded down version of mm. pissed off or angry i'm angry with you yeah i'm just a little grumpy yeah i i, I actually like it because it softens the aura if you're truly pissed or annoyed you'll know so one of the things that psychologists say is when you're angry and you don't forgive 
mm-hmm. you're essentially playing the victim and you're trapping yourself in that cycle of negativity. Yeah. Now, you know a few things has happened in my life where I'm still holding on to yeah. not providing forgiveness. And yeah. I do feel that. I, I, I do feel that I'm trapping myself. Yeah, you are. You can't possibly send a text like I sent to you about an hour and a half ago. I just, I feel good today. I mean, it's nice out. I had a nice workout this morning, you know, and I sent you a text that said, I'm, I'm going to make this weekend my bitch. You, know? you did. I've got Mother's Day, which is going to be an absolute zoo here. And then I think, t- you know, tonight and tomorrow are going to be really busy days. Yeah. Um, I have Seco this weekend. There are a lot of reasons that lead me to believe <laughs> that I'm going to make this weekend my bitch. And I just think it's going to be an amazing weekend. Okay, explain that. You're going to make it your bitch. My bitch. Yeah, I just, uh, meaning I'm going to dominate. I'm going to get after it. You know, there's a couple of baseball games. There's this, there's that. I just, it's it's drawn out to be me working hard, but having fun with Seco. Nice weather. You know, it's the time of year where the weather has changed now and we're in good shape. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of positives going, and I mean it in a very fun happy way but there's mm. probably other ways to say it but i'm not going to ever be so lame so i'm not going to send you a text that says, joe i'm going to have an amazing weekend that's ah! just too lame that's too live lame life, I'm, live. I'm, yeah live laugh love i'm gonna live laugh and love this weekend but that that was a that was a um conscious decision yeah oh yeah i mean you gotta you gotta live it with intent man and there's times to be sad there's times to you know, have have a tough day or whatever, and I'm not denying humans that. If you know me well enough, I love having great days or horrible days. The ones that are in between, oh, I just feel like yeah. I feel like if you have a bunch of in between days, like you just had your 27th birthday party, and then all of a sudden you're 50. <laughs> Thanks a lot. If you don't have, I'm almost I'm the same. I, I don't right. look at us as being a different right. age. And I, I just um, it's those in between days that are killers for me. Mm. Well, when I, I've known you long enough to say that if you are having a bad day, you're actually saying, look, I just need to be alone. I'm having a bad day. And you go deal with it but yourself. I, but I, when it comes down to it, I enjoy those. I enjoy heartbreak. I enjoy getting my ass kicked. I mean, I do. I do. Because it means that I'm alive. You know, at least you can feel mm-hmm. something. What's the, what's the opposite of that? It's not feeling anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the opposite of love or happiness is indifference, I think. I don't think it's. You know, if you have a bad day or you're upset with someone or you're upset with yourself, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. At least you know you're alive. So I think what you just described mm-hmm. is your approach to life, even when there is a situation where you are having to forgive someone. Now, the opposite of what you just described is what they call, what psychiatrists and thought leaders out there call oh, thought leaders yes mm. I've, I've always liked that word i, used, <laughs> I, I, use I don't that think a i lot. heard that one i use that a lot in my my oh. speeches and my uh writings thought leaders okay um the four horsemen of the apocalypse what the hell is that is that a bible thing again? no it's not a okay. bible what thing. is this it's, it's a thinking institute thing where where um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse is basically the types of attitudes somebody brings to the table oh. in a relationship oh. that is basically this equal is a TED to talk? death. Like a TED talk. Okay. It's equal to death. All right, so tell me about the four horsemen. Okay, the four horsemen, if yeah. you bring this into the, if you are living this inside a relationship, yeah. whether it's work, intimacy, family, whatever, number one, criticism. Okay. You're just living in this, 
life where you criticize the other person a lot, but you're is this in a, within a relationship or just people in the workplace? Everything within the relationship. Okay. 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 The other one is defensiveness. So okay. every time somebody, you know, I'm not great at that. Yeah, you're, yeah I, this is what I'm saying. It's the opposite. Your your approach to life is very much the opposite of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. No, I suck at that. I think I get defensive a lot. I do. You do? Yeah. In a relationship? I think in in, in a lot of situations, I'm way better now than I ever was. I, I this starts from like first grade or kindergarten. When someone was telling, like my teacher was telling me how to spell something and it was like one of those simple words like dog or cat yeah. or something like that. I'm like, no, that's not how I spell it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, to, I gave him a talking to or I told him they had the alphabet wrong. <laughs> I'm being serious. And, but, but that I was also five then and I'm 49 now. So I've gotten in, in <laughs> a st- lot better. Do you still, do you still think you get defensive? I do. I try, I try to take a minute first, but. Um, for someone who tries to live their life with a lot of intent and yeah. try to do good by everyone, I, I do well by everyone because uh, it's an adjective just describing do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, I try really hard. So if someone's got something that's a <laughs> egregious complaint with how I'm running the show and the show meaning my life or how I operate, I'm like, whoa, how can I be that far off? And but what I need to do is just take a second and kind of go, is there any validity to that? And, and, and ah. if there might be, I need to research that. And then the other side of it is, if I think it's just someone who has a completely different way of running their show and their life, then that's just a, you know, that's just a difference in philosophies and that's okay. Mm. And that's okay. Then I would just kind of say, you know, listen, guy, not skip. <laughs> There you go. Or gal. Jim. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what you're saying. I just think this is a difference in philosophy. So I do appreciate it. Thanks very much. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I have had that. Yeah, yeah. Re- re- digress here for two seconds because there is a point. Do you remember back in the 80s or 90s, there was always some radio show or television show was two confessions of a porn star or yeah. two confessions of a drug addict. Remember yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do like a true confessions of Joe. Mm. I do pick up on your defensiveness sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I will say out loud and in public, you and I have had some knockdown drag out fights about certain topics, small and large. Okay. No, large. Otherwise, it's not a knockdown drag out. We have literally raised each other's voices against each other. <sighs> It's not been that often, and if it no, has, it, it, it always turns out to be very constructive. Oh, I, I, I completely, I would say twice is where I would put the number on it. And it's not because I'm yelling at you or you're yelling at me. It's because we are, I think, at that point where I'm being defensive and you're being defensive and we're not really hearing each other. But because I feel we know we don't have malintent towards each other, it's a healthy, it's a healthy conversation. Right. So I do pick up that you do get defensive sometimes, but only on big things. I don't, you're not like, you're not walking around. No, I don't just challenge people for the sake of challenge. Like I would never do that. Yeah. But let's get, let's, let's, let's get back on the whole forgiveness train because we can talk, we can have a side. If this podcast was just freestyle, we could just talk for 10 hours, literally dawn to dusk. Yeah. And just break it up into our well, episodes. But this is part of forgiving. Yeah, no, you sure. can't be you can't act these ways in a relationship if you pretended like you've forgiven them, right? Right. 
So the third, the third one is contempt within the relationship. Like, let me give you an example. Um, there is a distant family member I have who is, they're very old, very, very old in their nineties. And, uh, probably like 65 years ago, the husband had a transgression, right? Okay. Um, and you don't know these people by the way, and they don't, they're not from around here. And the wife, unfortunately, every single day since a transgression was found, bitches about her husband, about this transgression. To him or to others or both? Everyone, at a party, at a gathering, every single time. Yeah. So that is like, to me, you're living in contempt in yeah. that relationship where you've said you've forgiven. You've forgiven because you're staying with him, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there are active and passive ways of forgiving. Right. But, you know, I, I grade tough. I wouldn't count just staying with someone forgiveness, you know. You know, and if to never speak of it again because someone forgives you, I don't think that's right or fair either. I mean, and if you're having tough moments with, with something like that, um, I think it's fair grounds to bring it up. He's got to bring it up in a respectful way. Yeah. You know, I think forgiving doesn't just mean, okay, forgive and forget, and we're never going to talk about it. I mean, there are sayings in the English language that are just garbage. I mean, that's one of them. Yeah. Is it forgive and forget, or is it forgive or forget? What is? I don't even forgive understand. and forget. Yeah, it's just I, I hate that. Forget's not a thing. You're yeah. not going to forget. I mean, unless yeah. you hypnotize someone. I don't know if I believe in hypnotism, but I don't think that you can forget. You can try to do your best to understand the why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and this is anything. We get so stuck on infidelity, I think, sometimes, because I think um, it has touched us both. Um, and, but I do my best to not just talk about that when we're talking about forgiving. But um, the emotions are the same and it applies to other situations. Absolutely. It is, but there's, no, yeah. there's nothing like. Oh infidelity in a relationship or with someone who's always been monogamous or tries to practice monogamy. Um, and I think if you've ever gotten into different styles of relationships, you will always forever see cheating probably at least a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there can be, you know, being ethically non-monogamous doesn't mean that there's no such thing as infidelity. I mean, there are, it's not like it's, it's not like everyone that's ENM is, you know, practices relationship anarchy. I mean, there are still rules and guidelines within each person's individual relationship. Mm -hmm. So that can still happen. But um, I think you have a, within that community, people understand a little bit more why infidelity happens. And it's not always a, it's not always a byproduct of something that's not working within the original relationships sometimes it's just adventure or the need the desire to experience different things and um it's just like you don't you don't want to oversimplify but you don't go on vacation to the same place every time like you there's variety is a human desire and i'm not suggesting that you know that's a go-to move i'm just saying that people understand it a little bit better and for that person to keep to tie it back up with the conversation that you had you know, the person that keeps talking about it all the time, even, you know, to her significant other and to other people. I mean, yeah. that's just like embarrassing him. And yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't have. It's contempt, I right? Wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have put up with that. It's I, was, I would have just said, you know, look, I know I'm the one who fucked up back in the day. But the guff you've given me over the last three decades 
far exceeds that transgression. Yeah. So I agree. See ya. So the last apocalypse, and then I want to I want to kind of circle back is when you're stonewalling within the relationship where you have you know if you were the wronged party or the victim of the party and you just feel like you have the right to say I don't have to talk to you about that because you know you're the guy who did it to me or you're the girl yeah or you just you you just be an asshole for an extended period of time because someone screwed up yeah that is so douchey you just can't do that you're being a child yeah so would you that happens all the time Joe this is why I'm going over this I've experienced that in relationships yeah. And you know, I have I don't have any problem if I've done something that is less than flattering or I've said something insensitive or to have someone to apologize for it, which I try to do. Right. And I try to do it sincerely. Right. And for someone to continue to be an asshole because they're just owed shitty behavior because I was shitty. Right. Oh, don't don't pull that shit on me. Like I can't deal is, with that is there a number of times they can be shitty to you because you were shitty in the first place and then you go okay that's enough like one two three no done. one time because i will talk about it one I, mean, I would time? say i would say uh oh you come gotta... on what's another female name uh gal no well, that's uh, weird that's weird are uh, you saying gal like female or gail gal like gal i think you're confusing oh i think she's the only person who has that name Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's... She's lovely. Can we pretend I'm dating her and she's being shitty to me? All right, so I'm dating Wonder Woman. Right. And I... Is there another female superhero? Uh, yes. Um, I think there's a Captain America now who's a woman, which I don't like. Well, think of another... Uh, uh, oh, the Black Widow. Okay. <laughs> so I... We're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And I need to look up um, an actor in it. Oh, who's this guy? He's also in this show, and Gal's like in her accent. Does she have a French accent? She's um, uh, Israeli. Oh, okay. <laughs> so was that a Hebrew accent? What is that? Israeli. <laughs> Israel is not a language. It's. It, is it? Hebrew, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So she's got that sexy accent, and she's like, oh, I don't know. Let's look it up. And my phone's within reach, but hers isn't. And she right. picks it up, and there's like a notification that I get a text from the Black Widow, and it says, you know, Hey, I just had a glass of your dry Riesling. It's really good. I should come into the owl. This is, now I'm fantasizing. Are we role playing in this yeah, episode? especially because of Black Widow so is Scarlett Johansson. That, oh, is it? Yes. Life is good for me. Huh? Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> this is happening. And so she goes, oh, why is Scarlett Johansson texting you? I said, I don't know. She's really like the dry Riesling. So she's, she's pissed about that. And I say, all right, look, gal. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Like, okay, she was in the other night. We may have flirted a little bit, and, you know, she had had a few dry Rieslings, and, you know, she asked if I wanted to hang out, and, of course, I said no, but I probably should have told you that I was talking to her. Ah. So then Gal's all pissy. And right. And, like, for the next, you know, couple days, she should, and, and I apologize in the moment. I should have told you, you know, Scarlett and I had a moment. Nothing happened, but, you know, it was there was a lot of implied uh, chemistry there. You but, know, but you at know, that, moment, Johansson at and that moment, at that moment, Gal is like hurting. No, oh, hurting. I don't know. It's an ego bruise. It's an ego <sighs> bruise. Shouldn't you be excited that another hot celebrity is after your wine peddling boyfriend? Josh, that is one way to look I at it. I think that's how I would look at it. Okay. All right. Okay. And and I apologize in the moment. It is sincere, and I do mean it. And then for the next three days, Gal's pissy. 
She's withholding sex from me again, which I she knows that I don't care for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Can we do a podcast where I'm Dr. dating? Evil here. <laughs> um, you know, I just I don't think it's cool. It's like I apologize, yeah, my bad, yeah, yeah. and let's go. Let's try to get back on track. I know there's gonna be some residual grumpiness, but don't give me this passive aggressive crap. Like there's there's no need for that. Either you forgive or you don't. You're and, very sensitive to this, by the way. Passive yeah. aggressive, yeah. Uh, oh, because you don't do it, so mm-hmm. you're sensitive. To Correct. It. If I'm grumpy, I'll let you know. Yeah. If you're grumpy, I want you to tell me. Yeah. You're not passive aggressive at all. Yeah. I will say that about you. Yeah. Um, so wrapping this up, the reason why we went over the four, co- uh, uh, four horsemen Horse, of horsemen. the apocalypse, yeah. criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Here's my big statement. Yeah. If somebody wronged you mm-hmm. and you say, I accept your apology, let's figure out how to move forward. But within that, you are exhibiting signs of criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. I think there's a conversation one needs to have with oneself and say, did I really forgive this person? And am I really committed to moving forward? Because if you're doing any one of these four, you're not. And I think you're lying to yourself. And that's not good for you. And that's not good for the person who you're saying you're forgiving. Again, applies to the workplace, family, friends, relationships. A good barometer for all of this is like what feels right in the moment. Mm-hmm. If someone does something wrong and you know they have remorse yeah. and you feel like they're worth it and the positives far outweigh the negatives, then you got to you gotta say, yeah, I, I accept an apology and, yeah. you, and you go forward. I mean, that's what it really comes down to is, you know. Do but you, do you have to mean it? Yeah, I mean, clearly I mean that. I mean that yeah. you have to mean it. Yeah. I said mean twice in the same sentence mm-hmm. so it gets a little redundant and confusing, but... Um, yeah, I've never forgiven someone that I didn't feel like I, I had that capacity to truly mean that and practice that. Yeah. But again, I mean, the, one of the bigger points of this entire pod is that, you know, if, you know, you do forgive someone, it doesn't mean they have to retain that place in your life or they don't, they have to replace, you know, they have to retain that capacity or, um, it doesn't mean that you go right back to being great friends. Like there's, there's a difference there. Mm. And I think that it, that gets a little confusing. There's you know? a rebuilding that has to happen. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, if there was ever a lightning round to be, and I don't want to put either of us on the spot, but it would be, okay, here's the situation. How do you handle it? Right. I think that would be a fun lightning round, but you know, I don't think we have that prepared and we're getting close to start time down at the owl. Yeah. Actually, but, I like that. I like that a lot because it, and it could be different for different types of people. So, um, I, you know, the, the other thing that I will say on the other side, if the person who was quote unquote, the victim of the issue, um, has to let go of all of those things, the negative stuff. But the other person also has to be good about acknowledging that they understand that something did happen and they're working towards it. But like not on a daily. That gets tired and old. You may as well like not be around each other, you yeah. know? Yeah, there's a delicate dance in interpersonal relationships, whether it be romantic or whatever capacity. And you got to figure it out. I mean, I'm not suggesting while we're talking here that if someone does something that's you know, pretty not so great mm-hmm. that instantly when someone forgives you, they're over it and there isn't any residual hard feelings. I don't mean that. But then there becomes the delicate dance of I have apologized. I certainly have meant it and I will continue to do so. 
and the someone says, you know, I, you know, I forgive your apology. And sometimes it's not that formal. Yeah. Um, and I'm not suggesting that, you know, the stonewalling or those other examples that you gave that there's not going to be still some hurt feelings and sadness, but I would, I would prefer tenderness or sadness to outright, you know, purposefully being difficult back. And that's yeah. the one you got to have to avoid. I mean, that's the one you really have to avoid. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of times it's not the issue or the transgression or the insensitivity or the whatever it is that you're apologizing for. A lot of times that's not what does in a relationship. It's the suggesting that you have forgiven and then continuing to just press on that person and press on that person and, and forgive, but not really forgive. Um, and be graceful in, in your forgiveness. I mean, an inability to be graceful in that mm-hmm. forgiveness, you know, I, that's what does things in. I don't think it's always just that one effort, but then the person who isn't gracious and isn't patient and isn't fine to be vulnerable and sad and tender and hurt, mm-hmm. but grumpy and passive aggressive and or critical or, or critical or sarcastic. I remember that one time when you did that, you know, Ugh. Um, that's what does it in because again, I always say this, you're not going to, you're not going to go through a six month relationship, a five year relationship, a 50 year relationship. You're not going to go through that and not get hurt or not, not have a miscue, but it's how you deal with those things, you know, that ultimately define or, or make or break the success or the value or, you know, define the value of a relationship. Yeah. And and remember, it goes both ways. Even though one person hurt you this time around, you could do something five years from now that you hurt them, and you would hope that they forgive you the way you have forgiven them. <laughs> right? And I'll tie it up with that. I mean, yes. I'm I'm seven minutes to start, yes. and that's fine. All I have to do is tie my shoes and go downstairs. But for <laughs> me, you know, I went to Old Dominion. It might take me a minute to <laughs> tie those shoes, but. Um, and I mean this with all sincerity, and this is a tough one to end on, but um, you end up typically being very good at forgiving when you've had to or desired to be forgiven with mm. some frequency. I will say that. I have no problem. Man, how forthright and vulnerable am I going to be at 60 or 70 years old? I'm 49, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, I've sucked often, so I've become good at forgiveness because I hope for it for me. Constantly, no kidding. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm being serious, I, but, I know but being I'm no different than anyone else. When I, I sit there and I look, I look back at the things that I've done wrong, and there are plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Then I look at what other people have done, and I, and I listen to that, and I'm like, mm, I guess I wasn't that bad. There's that. Because there was yeah. never really any malintent, and I've made missteps. Don't get me wrong, but there isn't anyone, friend or lover, that I have spent time with in my life who I didn't truly want the best for. I do know that. Yeah, you're not a mal- you're no. not a malicious person, and that's really the point as well. Right, it is. It is. Yeah. So that's a good way to wrap this up. I know this is um, a tough topic. It was a yeah. listener Folks, request. If, if you suck. Be good at forgiveness because you're going to need it too, you asshole. How's that? I could, I could really, because it could have been a 30 second podcast. <laughs> Sorry, could have been a 30 second To all you people podcast. out there, if you're an asshole, be good at forgiveness because you're going to require it yourself. 
I love that. Have a great day. I'm going to go peddle some, some wine. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>